0: It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris and tip top of the morning and welcome to the sleep tight Saturday morning ticket for September the 14th. I gotta tell you sleep deprivation is a natural part of my job but when you wake up on a Saturday morning this glorious weather wise and know that you've got a day ahead of football and softball and volleyball and soccer man it makes it so much easier to get up and operate on three hours sleep and I'm super excited. Adrenaline is still pumping from last night. Had a monster night last night as part of a great weekend and because of that we have the true a list of a lists of guests to talk local football with you this morning we're going to be joined in just a few minutes by josh roberts the head coach of undefeated keokuk football and what a story that has been quinton hamner leaves keokuk to take the higher profile job at hannibal Josh Roberts, who has been ready to coach for a couple of years, decides he's not going to Hannibal, and yes, he'll take over the Keokuk job, and all of a sudden, Keokuk is a risen power and a wonderful story this season. We'll talk about that 3-0 start and that big win last night at West Burlington Notre Dame with Josh Roberts, and of course, we're going to be talking Camp Point Central football with the one and only Brad Dixon, after his team last night makes a statement victory over Brown County, and what a win that was, got a chance to watch that in person last night It was really, truly a show of force from the Panthers, so super excited to have those conversations, but let me get you up to speed before we get into the rest of the football with last night's happenings, and they were plentiful, and I'm going to start again with that Camp Point Central win last night. Camp Point Central, who fell back in the Class 1A state rankings this week to number six, again, makes that statement with a 48-15 victory over Brown County Central jumped out to an early 14-0 lead, saw Brown County score 15 unanswered points, and responded with 34 unanswered points of their own. Both Brandon Rossmiller and Jackson Mueller last night, each with three rushing touchdowns. It was that kind of night for Camp Point Central, huge win for them, and sticking with the WIVC North team last night, Beardstown, which moved up to number five this week in the Class three A rankings, they beat Concord Triopia and avenged that regular season upset that the Trojans handed them last year, fifty to six huge night for Pascal Gilavogie sixteen rushes, two hundred and eighteen yards, and three touchdowns for him. Another huge win. For the Unity Payson Mustangs last night as well as they continue to trend, certainly last night by virtue of a win at Jacksonville Route. They're starting to trend like a playoff team. 42-13, what a night it was for Cecil Hunt last night. Cecil Hunt coming out of the shadows, 7 carries, 76 yards, 3 rushing touchdowns. He also blocked a punt had an interception and a fumble recovery. That is a big night for the young sophomore, setting the stage for a huge win for Unity Payson last night. Also in the WIVC South, it was Winchester West Central picking up their first victory of the season in a battle of winless teams, 33 to nothing over Pleasant Hill Western. All right, in the city of Quincy last night, tough, hard go of it last night. For Quincy Notre Dame taking on the highest scoring team in the state of Illinois, Peoria Central. They lived up to the billing last night, did Central. 54-15 to was the final in that game. Quincy Notre Dame held to just 218 yards of total offense in the affair. Peoria Central, by the way, a 6A power, so don't lose your mind about it quite yet. Quincy Notre Dame continues to trend upward, and it's been a nice start to the season as they'll try to bounce back next week against West Hancock at home. Get that win. Q&D is still 3-1 and on the season and in very nice position for a playoff run. West Hancock, however, after posting their first win last weekend, runs into an angry buzzsaw across the river in number 8 Clark County, Fifty six to nothing was the win for the Indians. You think they weren't upset about that Centralia loss? Games opening kickoff. David Lemon takes it back eighty five yards and the route was on. Clark County's really good. West Hancock again here in the city of Quincy next week to take on Q and D. Also, one game going on today that has not yet been contested. McComb in a neutral site game with Harvard today. 3 o'clock at Galesburg. Highlights of that one coming up for you on the big overtime show. Quincy High School last night on the road. No trouble with United Township. 55-21. to Adante Kreider just eight carries, 127 yards and a touchdown. One of them an 84-yarder where he was untouched. I mean literally untouched on the run last night. Kind of a nice game for the Blue Devil passing game as well. Clay Hanson, 4K. 44 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Lucas Reese, 17 of 24 passing, 192 through the air, and four touchdowns as well. Elsewhere on the Illinois docket, Moreau Forsyth too much for Pittsfield, 42 to 8. Knoxville shuts out Illini West, 48 to nothing. Rushville Industries struggling after that season opening victory, falls to 1 and 2. Farmington wins 40 to 6 over the Rockets. Havana holds off Bushnell West Prairie, 34 to 30 was your final there. I mentioned we're going to be talking... We're going to be talking a little Josh Roberts, a little Keokuk chief football in Iowa last night. Keokuk gets the win twenty-one to six last night. Corey Skinner, eight of seventeen passing, two oh three through the air, and two touchdowns to help lead the way to victory. Unfortunately, the rest of Southeast Iowa, kind of a wash last night. Fort Madison falls from the ranks of the unbeaten against a really good Clear Creek Amana team, thirty-five to thirteen. Some injuries in that one for the Bloodhounds we will hope. Aren't long term because that could change the polarity of their season. And Mount Pleasant keeps Central Lee winless last night with a 55-7 victory in Donaldson. In Missouri, the struggles continue for the Hannibal Pirates. They could not get their offense going in Bolivar last night, down just eight to nothing at the half. They fall 25 to nothing on the day. The Pirates again, 0-3 on the season. Also last night, at Langford Field, Monroe City makes a statement again, taking down Highland 46-26. to Aaron Plum's 82-yard rushing touchdown. And the difference in that game, big game next week for Monroe City as they will go on the road to undefeated Bacon, playing at the newly refurbished Hugh Dunn Field. That is a monster game on an otherwise kind of pedestrian slate next weekend. So keep your eye on that one. Also, last night, as I mentioned, Macon improves to three and zero on the season, winning at home forty nine to twenty eight over formerly unbeaten South Shelby. Macon, for all of the players they've replaced, really has done a nice job getting things together this season. The biggie last night in the Flower City, Centralia finds a way to win last night ten to seven over Palmyra. Luke Hunter from Centralia twenty nine carries, two hundred and seventy four yards, but only the one touchdown, and it was a seven seven game late into it. Centralia kicks a field goal to win it last night. Those are two phenomenal defensive teams. Uh, Wade Begley had Palmyra's only touchdown on a fourth and four in the third quarter. Took a swing pass, went 26 yards with it to tie that thing up. But again, Centralia finds a way to win it. Also last night, Bowling Green gets off the schneid, gets a win, gets Austin Callahan back and looks good doing so. 26-14 to 14 over Mark Twain, which is big within the Emo conference ranks. Paris last night, undefeated, goes into Scotland County and finds out that the Tigers are very much for real. We're going to try to have Troy Carper with us next week. His team massively impressive last night, taking down the Coyotes. Hayden Long, 8 of 14 passing last night, 284 through the air, and four touchdowns. The other big win in the Lewis and Clark last night, what a night for the Knox County Eagles, taking down Westran, dropping the Hornets to 1 and 2 on the season. That is a changing, pivotal game in terms of confidence for the Eagles. Connor Hayes, great at quarterback last night, 180 through the air, two touchdowns and just two interceptions, and an eight-man football last night. What a night it was for North Shelby, as they continue to improve. 2-1 and one on the season now is Ethan Geisendorfer. 304 yards on the ground, five touchdowns. Do it all, kid. Why not? You, you took it over and you did it. North Shelby now 2-1 and one on the season. Also last night, Van Farr fell by Wright City, 38-18. to In soccer yesterday, first round of the Hannibal Tournament, Hanel takes down Saxon-Lutheran. Or Saxony Lutheran, I should say. Two to one was your final. The Pirates advance. They've got a tough task at 11 a.m. as they will take on a really good Southern Boone County today in the championship semifinals on their home field at 11. Rough day yesterday for the Macomb soccer team, which has played so well, losing to the Hickman Cupies Two to nil. That game was zero zero as Carter Benson was absolutely standing on his head in goal last night. But two headers off corner restarts in the final seven minutes spells doom for McComb. They fall into the back draw. They'll play at nine o'clock this morning. Softball yesterday, Bowling Green takes down South Calloway eleven to five. Got to mention this because it is the most mind-boggling stat of the week. Grace Dameron goes three for three yesterday, two home runs and five ribbies in her last three games. As a force, she has driven in nineteen runs in three games insanity there. She's really good. And remember, she's replacing Gabby Dieters, who went off to play at the University of Kentucky. I tell you what, you talk about stepping up and filling some big shoes. Way to go, Grace Dameron. And in, in golf yesterday, women's golf yesterday at the Troy Invitational, the Quincy High girls, who are such a fun young group to watch, they take second to Francis Howe. Uh, Avery Scott and Paige Kane led the way with twin 88s on the day for the Blue Devils. All right, when we come back, Brad Dixon, we're talking central football. We're breaking it all down in just a few minutes. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back to The Morning Ticket, everybody. Always an absolute treat to be joined by the one guy who probably sleeps less than I do in this world, Brad Dixon. Uh, And it's easier, I guess, to get up in the morning when you're coming off a big victory as you did last night, Brad. And I want to start here with you. You're a defensive guy by trade and by nature. You come out last night to face Brown County, and Brown County's running an offensive scheme you have not seen from them before. First thought that goes through your mind last night, Brad.
1: Um, Well, you know, we thought that we thought they might try something a little different. Uh, We didn't know what. Um, A lot of times when we play them, you know, they try to attack a certain area and, you know, they came out in that formation. It it really didn't change how we were going to defend them in our base defense and uh, our guys made some plays and, um, you know, they had a penalty right off the bat and uh, we were able to force them in that three and out and get them to punt early.
0: I think your kids, and it doesn't get played enough because your kids are talented and we talk about individuals who, who pop, but I think as a collective, this is a really smart defense. You have, what, six, seven guys back from last year who have seasoning. You've got a middle linebacker who plays about as well and as intelligently as anybody in the area. You don't really ever have your confidence shaken by that, do you, Brad?
1: No, and 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 it's the 72-yard the touchdown run was a great run, but you know, I, I called us into a bad blitz and, uh, you know, it didn't work out and, and, uh, so I take the blame on that one. Um, but yeah, anytime we can start in the middle with, uh, Remington Bueller and, and, uh, put Jackson Bueller behind him, um, Brown County chose to double Remington all game long, which allowed Jackson to run free. And I think he was able to make 14 tackles. And, you know, a guy that's, uh, playing his, his first varsity football and Brody Waddell with two huge, uh, strips last night. Uh, filling in in the spot where Noah Stroker's played for three seasons is, is huge. And and to have Brandon back there in the secondary and, and a couple young guys back there and uh, Trevor Bonka, Jr. and um Dominic Williams, a sophomore back there in the secondary, those guys have really played huge for us, uh, filling in for some of the guys we lost last year.
0: So, you kind of touched on it you 're up fourteen to nothing early. You make the play call in the blitz and Cameron Zimmerman, who 's a really good running back, hits you for seventy two yards. You turn around Brown County kicks sort of a pooch kick and they get possession, and they go up fifteen to fourteen. Your team responds and even comes down the field and throws an interception, which Nathan Hendricker made an unbelievable play on. Your team comes down, Brody strips the ball, as you mentioned, and you go right back to work with 34 unanswered points. Um, Certainly that was a show of resolve, and I think your kids responded well because that was a moment where that game felt like it was spinning away from you.
1: Yeah, I mean we started with with everything going in our favor up fourteen nothing. Our guys are excited and then in, in literally three minutes uh we're down by a point um and things and then we throw the interception but you know our guys just keep playing. Um, you know, that's what I love about our guys. They they never get too high or low. They they just go out and, and uh execute. And uh Brown County made some plays, like you said, Hendricker on that interception, he went up and got that. You know, it was probably a little underthrown, but that was a great play. Um, you know, to, to run stride for stride with Brandon on that and, and give him credit. But we came back and, and put together really a great two-minute drive. I think we got the ball with uh, like a minute 40 to go in the half, and, and we put one on the board, uh, you know, with 31 seconds left. That was a huge score because then we get the ball coming out of half, um, and then we put another one on the board, and now we're up three scores, and, and now we can really, you know, come after him a little bit. And, uh, you know, our guys just – played pretty lights out on defense in, in the second half. And like I said, another junior, Alex Mace, uh, stepped in and, and played some weak side outside linebacker and did a phenomenal job in the second half. And, and uh, you know, I'm proud of those those younger guys. And In these first three weeks, have grown up a lot, and, uh, you know, we're happy to be where we're at at 3-0. I,
0: I consider myself a veteran watcher of your offense, and you have one of the best coordinators in the state, and Casey Ray. And I think, to me, the least surprising thing that I saw last night from Casey was the fact that Brandon Ross Miller was not particularly focused that you made a concerted effort to balance the offense last night. I, I, that was almost by design I think based on the attention Ross Miller was garnering the first 2 2 weeks of the season. That was a really nice balance he established last night. Was it not Brad
1: yeah, we I mean we knew it was going to be a big game for the fullback um just because of their defensive alignment and uh, I think Jackson had something like 29 carries um you know with those guys blocking for him and and uh you know in those first two weeks a lot of plays Brandon made were were plays where he broke tackles and and made huge runs um which kind of made his stats look really good um you know but uh Clayton was blocking for him in those games and Jackson was blocking for him and those guys were faking and and then last night it was you know, spread the wealth and, and give everyone an opportunity. And I think Clayton went for 140 and Jackson for 130 and Brandon for, you know, 120 and I mean, he also caught the touchdown and, and, uh, you know, I'd be wrong if I wasn't talk about Carter Obert, you know, a kid that started the year at right tackle and because of some injuries last week moved back to quarterback, a position he played at the lower levels and, uh, quarterback this last night did a phenomenal job threw a touchdown pass. Uh, ran the offense and and uh you know allowed us to put forty eight on the board against the brown county team, which is something you know in the eight years we've been playing them again um you know we i don't know if we've put that many points on the board.
0: Yeah, you beat me to the punch, and Carter. So I will give you that one and tip the cap to you because I was going there next with the fact that you 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 won a game last night against a quality opponent with a guy who was probably not even on the quarterback depth chart when you started. But you have dealt with some injuries there. What's the status right now moving forward with your quarterback situation and with Blake?
1: Yeah, Blake's. Uh, I think he's a, another week or two and and um, get reassessed again. Um, you know, he, he he didn't break the fibula, but there's you Know potentially some things with the growth plate that they're a little leery on, so he's in a walking boot and and uh non weight bearing for another week and then he'll go back in. And, and so we're glad that it's it's nothing major, it's not an ACL, it's not a, an Achilles or anything like that. That uh, so I think we'll get him back in a few weeks. Um, you know, we get a, we get a few other guys back this week for other things that, that we've been waiting for, so our depths improving, uh, which is good. Um, you know, because we we got a tough run here of teams in the north division, but uh, you know, I think. Finally, for the first time, you know, we were able to get some things and and really start to establish an offensive identity, and that's what we're excited about moving forward.
0: Last one for you, Brad. You kind of led me well with this because I I need to make mention of this. Last night was just the first game in the North. Playover, you know you've been doing crossover games the first two weeks and last night felt like a super bowl almost with the atmosphere and with what was going on and that's just the start of it because there's still beardstown out there there's a really ascendant unity pacing team on the come out there for you guys as well i mean the north is just insanity this year
1: yeah you know obviously uh beardstown you know probably got the bulls on their back they uh returned some phenomenal players they've been you know they beat us for three straight seasons um you know, and then Menden obviously poses some issues with their offense and their their playmakers and skill guys, and that's always a, a big rivalry game, you know, for us. And it will probably be their homecoming when we go there. Um, you know, Routes, trying to find some footing, um, you know, and Triopia is always a, a rivalry game. We beat them twice last year. so um, And then we finish with uh, Calhoun and Pleasant Hill. So we're just trying to take it, obviously, cliche one game at a time, um, like we did this week. But uh, it's – it's crazy how fast the season goes we're a third of the way through the regular season. So our, our message to our guys after the game was to you know, just soak it all in and and, and enjoy each one of these weeks because before you know it it'll be gone and, and uh you know they won't be putting that fancy uniform on again.
0: Well hats off to you, Brad, because I know three and zero through this really difficult first start of the season with everything you've gone through is a heck of an accomplishment for you and your kids. Great job as always. Congratulations on the win last night and best of luck the rest of the way. Hey, thank you. All right. When we come back, Josh Roberts is going to break down the ascendant Keokuk Chiefs for us. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday morning ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. And Welcome back, everybody. By virtue of a 21-6 win on the road last night at West Burlington, Notre Dame, Keokuk is now 3-0 on the season. Their head coach, Josh Roberts, is certainly a happy man after the start his team has had. Josh, thanks for joining us now. I know you talked to me preseason about how great the off-season workout participation has been for you this season, how you've seen it improve. You're starting to see that measured on the field. Just how gratifying is it for your kids to see their success and their hard work starting to pay off with some dividends?
2: Yeah, that's the biggest thing I've been telling these kids is that you put in the work in the summertime. Um, Everything we do, you know, we average 40 to 50 kids all summer long, and they're starting to understand the process, what it takes to be successful. I know Keokuk hasn't seen a lot of success in the the past several years, and and it starts with, uh, you know, being in the weight room um film sessions things like that so they're, they're really starting to buy in the process and they're, they're seeing the dividends
0: Corey skinner your quarterback got kind of thrown to the wolves very early in his career before you guys even got there and now he looks like a different kid it's got to be fun for you as a coach and somebody who works with these guys to see a young man like that find his rhythm so quickly and so nicely so far this season
2: yeah, I'm just really happy for our quarterback, Corey Skinner. Um, you know, he was thrown to the wolves, like you said, when he was a freshman, um, playing, you know, starting quarterback. And that, that's tough for a freshman to do. Um, you know, but he's put a ton of work in for us, you know, definitely in the weight room. Um, everything he's been doing is phenomenal for us. You know, he's, he's been a leader. Um, he's controlling the offense for us. And, and the biggest thing that I expect out of him is just continue doing what he's doing. He's making great reads on the field for us. I mean, he's being that leader that we need, and hopefully we can continue rolling with him.
0: Your defense has been fantastic, and it's not just, I mean, everybody has known about Dylan Jeffers for a couple of years now, but it is across the board, and that to me has been the most wonderful development yet, is the fact that you've got 11 guys fly into the ball, which is, I know what you guys have been preaching for two years, but to see that in application, to see you guys hold a wing T team that's pretty good, actually, at executing to just six points last night, has to be incredibly gratifying.
2: Yeah, I'm proud of our guys, and and that's the big thing. The word of the week was responsibility, and we don't see a lot of that dive option, you know, triple option offense throughout the season. Um, so the, the biggest thing I we tell our guys, hey, do your job year 111, we'll be okay. Um, a lot of guys stepping up to the plate. You know, we have some guys banged up. You know, kid like Quentin Martin saw a lot of playing time last night there in the middle. Was uh, doing a phenomenal job for us. Gage Daniels right there in the middle um, as well. But, yeah, man, we're we're just, um, you know, sharks to blood mentality. I mean, fly around, have fun, make great plays.
0: Josh, from your standpoint, I know this was a decision that you had to make. There was some talk that you might go with Quentin Hamner uh, back down to Hannibal, and you decided to take your first head coaching job here. This window looks like you made a really good decision. How much fun has this been for you just finally? Because I know you've paid your dues as an assistant. How much fun is it for you to finally have your program and to put your stamp on things?
2: You know, it's it's been a, uh, a lifelong dream for me um, to be a head coach somewhere. You know, and, and I started my coaching career there in Clark County and, and then I kind of got out of the field there for a while, but, um, I had to get back into education and, and do what I love and, and coaching something that I love to do is my passion. Um, but I, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm, I'm very happy where I'm at. Um, you know, I, I've coached Coach Hamner for several years, you know, and, and I've missed coaching with him. He's a great guy and, um, I wish him nothing but success, But, uh, you know, I'm very happy with the decision I made uh, to stay in Keokuk. Um, I love the city of Keokuk. I love the kids that we have, the coach, staff, the community. Um, and I want nothing but success with these guys.
0: You, your town in Keokuk right there is really, really a town that catches fire when sports are good. And we've seen it on numerous occasions in different sports. Are you starting to sense a little of that buzz? Are people in town starting to talk about this 3-0 Chiefs team?
2: Yeah, they are. Um, one thing I don't want though is, is the kids to get too high on that. You know, I try to tell them to stay away from the media a little bit. We don't, we don't want to get too high. We don't want to get too low. Um, but it is kind of nice to go out, go out to Walmart the other day, go out to Hy-Vee. You know, we get guys coming up to me, talking to me, seeing how excited they are for the football season. I'm excited for the kids. And, and that's the biggest thing about being 3-0 and is, uh, you know, I'm happy for the city of up. And I'm happy for the school district, and most of all, I'm happy for our kids. You know, they've, they've worked hard uh, to be here, um, but I tell them, you know, I, I keep on tell them that you've only won three games. You know, we haven't done anything yet. So, um, you know, we have a lot to finish. You know, we have seven more games coming up or six more games. I'm we can get six more wins.
0: Well, Josh, you guys are at home. Correct me if I'm wrong on Friday, correct?
2: Yes, sir, In Centerville.
0: Yes, and that is a big game, probably the biggest one you've played yet. In the couple of seconds we have left, what are you guys going to do next week to continue this against a really good big red squad?
2: You know, it's going to be a tough game. Um, they're hard-nosed kids. Uh, they give great effort. I've wa- I was able to watch a little film on them. Um, we have to be. We have to have a great game of or great great week of practice. Stay focused on the task at hand. Um, you know, we'll, we'll begin preparing for them today. I'll watch some film on them. Try to put our kids in the best position possible. Be successful. Um, you know. We we, we ha- it has to start Monday. You know, and report, watch film. Uh, we have to stay focused. Um, you know that that's the biggest thing this week. You know, task at hand is is staying focused and get that win on Friday.
0: Well, congratulations. I know nothing has been won yet, but congratulations to you and your kids on the great start. We're certainly proud of the job you've done, and it's nice to see Keokuk rise again. Best of luck to you the rest of the way. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Josh. And that's it for this week's edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket. We'll be right back here with you at 8 o'clock next Saturday talking some football and talking more as we celebrate the best in high school sports. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket.